0: Welcome to another episode of How to Be a Texan. Today we're going to talk to Kevin and Andrew. How you guys doing? Wow, Andrew. That's a cool guitar riff. Andrew, <laughs> man, you're playing awesome today, buddy. Dude, you're yeah, playing
1: too much guitar going on. I love
0: right
1: now. <laughs> it.
0: Andrew, I didn't know you could sing like that. Yeah. You played Van Clyburn a couple of weeks ago, and now you're ripping out some ZZ Top. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of do it, dude.
1: You get your funk on on this one. Yeah, you know, and then I can talk in between like live. It's dude. So, Hello, what are you doing now? Just riffing. Yeah. You know, this is the blues. It's all about improvisation. Jesus That's right. Chicago just gotta let it go. <laughs> I love the lyrics in this one. Jesus just left Chicago and he's bound for New Orleans. <laughs> well now, Jesus left that is just straight up 12-bar blues, new man. It's easy top.
0: So, hey, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. That's who we're going to talk about today. Oh, what a coincidence. Andrew was
1: over there playing ZZ Top. Andrew, (laughs) thank you.
0: Thank you for honoring these Texas legends. So, a little funny backstory on that, Kevin. So, ZZ Top, um, I knew we were going to do this episode, and so I reached out to the band, and I'm like, hey, can we interview you guys on how to be a Texan? Because we're so proud.
1: And that's why they're here today. Hey, welcome, guys. (laughs) Thank you
0: all for playing live set.
1: You did a great job, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was uh it was not responded to uh so they didn't they didn't accept our invitation but you have an interview.
1: inside track you have connections i guess
0: i guess so you know what are you gonna do i mean the the funny thing is zz top they've been around since the late 60s right mm. the three of them have been around since the late 60s so billy gibbons dusty hill and frank beard frank beard is the drummer and sure enough, he grew up in Irving, just like I did. He went to Irving High School uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s. I don't know when he you know, I guess it was the late 60s. And I graduated in 87. So, I mean, just two generations, two different generations. Yeah. He's, he's older
1: than I am. But they're a Houston band, so they're from Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm always, you know, cracking on Houston, but... Once again... The greatness of Houston prevails. Yeah. I mean, this is episode number two in this new decade, and <laughs> we are already sung Houston. the praises of
0: Houston. Man, how things change with yeah. the decade turning. I know.
1: I just I don't know.
0: If... <laughs> That's so great. But regardless, they've been together. These three guys have been together since 1971, which is awesome. And they are known for their kind of growling guitar tone, and, uh, and that signature tone has been around forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, you know, Kevin has some some uh, tracks that we're going to play through. But today, we just, again, we just want to honor ZZ Top because they are truly a Texas legend. They've been around for a long time.
1: I don't have the article here, but I read an article recently about how they got their kind of sound. Yeah. You know, the first time they were in the studio. And whoever was doing the production was like, there'd be no overdubs. Don't overdub anything. And they wanted to play around with this sound. I can't remember who they heard it from, but they had heard somebody else do it or somebody told them about it where you would kind of have guitars pan left and right, and the second guitar, you'd kind of turn it just slightly out of tune or something, just kind of mess with the tuning a little bit. And this producer wouldn't let them overdub anything, so they couldn't do it. So they said... um, you know what? Why don't you go out and get us some barbecue ribs? He's like, okay. And so they said, go to this place. They gave him to this place, and the place was like in the next county over. Oh, so he leaves to go get bar. He doesn't realize how far he has to go, so he's gone for like a couple hours. And then right. they figure out this whole thing and they record it, and it sounds amazing. Right. Then he gets back and they play it for him. He's like, oh yeah, that's the sound, man. That's the <laughs> sound. They never told him they were overdubbing it. <laughs> Well, I think that's kind but of. But a unique sound.
0: Well, it is unique, and I think <laughs> that's kind of the freedom that they've given to each other is to experiment um, experiment with different sounds. The fun thing is, is that uh, Kevin, Andrew, and I were just looking at this one instrument called a clavinet that they were playing around with, and it's basically a keyboard on the top of a sixty string instrument, and it plays a really funky sound. And they just played with it, and we're trying to kind of, you know, blend it in with their sound. And with a kind of the growling guitar sound, and they made it work, and that's what they've done. I think they've just made it work. And now they're, you know, they're older gentlemen. They don't tour very much. I think they, you know, they do a handful of shows every year. Uh, I
1: think they're doing a pretty massive tour, actually. Yeah, I looked them up. Really, they're still touring pretty heavily.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got their, yeah, I've got their uh, their website up, and it's like. It's like they're oh my gosh they are going
1: it's massive crazy the
0: spring I yeah. don't know if they're taking
1: it's like almost like, a show every day
0: yeah it's like it's every second or third day where they're doing British can uh, you know British Columbia and California and they're doing some Texas stuff and Nevada oh my gosh so these are older guys and they're just still just cranking it out cranking along yeah they might as well because people love them
1: yeah yeah no I saw them one time at the uh, very first Eric Clapton Crossroads Guitar Festival. Mm. He held the first one. I think it might have been 2007, and it was over at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Then I went with my dad over there. Nice. And they were the headliner, right? But so it was a full day of all these legendary guitar players: Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, you know Steve Vai, you name it. Everybody was there. Joe Walsh, and they were actually the headliner. You know Eric Clapton put them on. And they came out, and there was kind of some bad weather rolling in. And so there was kind of talk around the stadium. You know, are they going to cancel it? And, well, and then ZZ Top walks out. and they're like, We're not canceling this thing. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. Yeah, we had yeah. bad weather all the time. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Wow. Three guys can make such a phenomenal sound. No, you know, kidding. they're so tight. Yeah. No kidding. Is that hey. the festival with the guy that was talking about his nachos? Yeah, yeah. There was this guy who kept, I don't know, he was smoking something. Nice. And he just kept talking about, you know, how his cheese was coagulating on his nachos. Okay. over and over and over again. <laughs> so we've always had this family joke. Anytime someone has nachos, we're always talking about how the cheese is coagulating. Oh, gosh. That's That's great. also the one where the lady behind me had never seen Jeff Beck. She had bought tickets to see Jeff Beck like you know, six times in her life. She was the biggest Jeff Beck fan ever. Every time she had tried to see him, he had canceled. I feel like maybe we've talked about it this on the podcast, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so all through the day, so we were there all day, from like 8 a.m to mid you know past midnight. And so all through the day she's talking about, "Man, I can't wait to see Jeff Beck. You know, I've bought tickets and he's canceled shows or there's been bad weather or whatever over the years, and she's talking about it, and then she was just drinking a lot. So throughout the day, it just became more and more animated, just this obsession with Jeff Beck, and you know, and then it turned into, he's such a jerk, man. He's always canceled <laughs> on me, you know. He cancels his shows. He never shows up, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, at night, Eric Clapton came out. Eric Clapton did his set right before ZZ Top, so Clapton's doing his thing. Okay. And Eric Clapton has Jeff Beck, And Jeff Beck was on the list of, you know, he was supposed to be there, right? So Eric Clapton has Jeff Beck come out, right? This lady had gone to the bathroom or get more beer or something. Jeff Beck comes on, and he plays one song with Eric Clapton, and then he leaves, and she missed the whole thing. (laughs) Did he play his normal slot, though, that night? No, no, he did did not. That's all he did. He came out. And the way it was structured, you couldn't really tell what the times were. It was just a list of all these people that would be there. Mm. And so, you know, he came out, and literally he played that one song, and that was it, and wow. he never came back, and she totally missed it. And then she was really, really angry after that. That's sad. That was fun. But anyway, to have ZZ Top as the headliner there just shows you how...
0: How much respect Clapton had for yeah, him. Clapton yeah, Clapton is one of the best guitarists on yeah. the planet. Yeah, and
1: blues, you know? No and kidding. ZZ Top was just straight-up blues in the early days. Wow. Really cool stuff.
0: Well, let me... Add, so you and Andrew both are gifted... Guitarist. So hey, have you ever played around with your guitars and tried to play that kind of growling sound?
1: I've never tried to recreate it. I've never mm. tried I've never, time never tried to, to, to it. recreate it. I mean, I can play a couple of their riffs. Yeah. 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 They got really like good I can riffs. play that uh that just got paid today. You mm-hmm. can play that riff. Nice. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: you ever try to play LaGrange? I mean, LaGrange is such a great... Oh, yeah. It's what a great yeah. opening.
1: I can play that. Well, yeah. You know, you just gave yourself away because we said it was, it was you playing earlier by. when we started this episode. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love for you guys you get to get two hours out and just play it. I'd love, love to hear to that. LaGrange has an interesting backstory. Oh, on yeah? On you know that? Man. Yeah, I read it about it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell that story? No. Why Go ahead. not? Go ahead. It's uh, basically a, a a prostitution house, apparently, yeah. is yeah. what the song's about. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's the backstory. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we've we played Gr- we played LaGrange in football. How can you
0: not? Oh, yeah. The LaGrange High School, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I thought that was kind of a cool no, connection.
0: No, I don't know. Is that the site of the Dolly Parton little, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? I think that's LaGrange. I don't La know. I think it, it is. It may be, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Just called known as the ranch, or is something that a like movie? That. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I've never watched many movies. So. I
0: can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. But anyway, I think Lagrange is historic for its uh, its whorehouse. Yeah, I and, don't know uh, why. Known as the ranch. Yeah, interesting. In Lagrange, in La so so anyway, just back basics. You guys, when you see ZZ Top, and so Kevin and I, you know, we're middle-aged guys, and so growing up in uh, the big popular time of the 70s, and 80s, which 80s had to be the best music in the planet, you know, ever, and uh, ZZ Top was right in the thick of it, but they really found their sound in the 70s, and there's three guys. Billy Gibbons is by far the band leader, and so when you look at these guys, you see, and they didn't necessarily have this look Early, but the long beards and the cowboy hats. I mean, that's what you see. When you see those two guys, the main guys, Billy Gibbons and Dusty Hill, Frank Beard's always on the drums and he's kind of the clean shaven guy. So when you look at Billy, and Billy's a Houston guy, that's where he came. And from. ironically, his name's Beard. <laughs> no, that's right. Frank Beard is the guy. Now he he kinda of momentarily, he had a short beard for a while. And then he's like, eh, I'm not doing that. And so yeah. I think he just lives over in Carrollton now. And yeah. that Frank was actually the one I wanted to get on. Yeah. And it'd, it'd still be great to circle back with Frank. Because, again, we're trying to honor these Texas legends. And ZZ Top is truly one of the Texas legends. Yeah. But it was Billy Gibbons that really was the band orchestrator, the band leader, the main lyricist, the musical arranger, et cetera. And then he and Dusty, Dusty pays, plays the bass and does vocals. And so when you hear Billy sing and then Dusty comes right behind him, he's that's that's really what's going on. Is Billy is the main guy, and then Dusty kind of does the funny voices behind. And then Frank is just strictly drums. Um, and so the fun thing is that Frank was a Irving High guy. So he grew up in Irving. And so did I. Uh, went to Irving High School. And uh, Frank was just known as, you know, just being that musical guy back in the day when you know, people notoriously were smoking stuff and whatever, and he was a music guy, and that was all the stories that we heard. So Even, what year did
1: he go through there? Because he's I think, quite a, I think he was late, a bit older than I us, right? I think he was right? late 60s. Yeah. So I
0: think he was late 60s. So I don't know if he was 68, class 68, 69, something like that. But, you know, so, and here I am 87. Mm-hmm. And so I was here a long time after him, but it was always where you heard stories of, mm-hmm. uh, of Frank Beard and ZZ Top, and oh, we got one of our own that's, Was awesome, and he's still he's a local North Texas guy now.
1: Very cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. But then I thought it'd just be fun about talking about you know their big hits and kind of the sound over time, and um, you know how they kind of sold out to the man a little bit in the '80s, and some of their stuff's cheesy and weird. But the stuff that's popular that we all love is their their sound.
1: Well, they had such a. Strong string of hits in the seventies, oh my, gosh, and I think yeah. they were so successful they got kind of burned out and took a few years off, right, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think I think at least one of them had to go to rehab, is that right?
0: I think there was some rehab involved for one of them, and I don't know which one i I read it in one of the articles, but I forgot, but it it looks like in in our research of the timeline, it was between seventy six and seventy nine where they basically just took a gap. Mm-hmm. I think they produced three albums in the seventies, they were all gold albums. They they done well, they weren't in the stratosphere. Were they gold or were they platinum? No, they were gold in the seventies. I think they people have gone back and appreciated their greatness. Yeah. After they hit the stratosphere in the eighties,
1: because that Lagrange, believe it or not, it, it was in the seventies. It's seventies. It's one of their early seventies, but and it is their most best selling song ever. Believe yeah. it or
0: not. No, I do believe it, but it wasn't. It wasn't in the stratosphere. It wasn't popular until they got crazy popular in the eighties. Eighties is when they went just went
1: back. Yeah, they went out of the. Yeah. knocked it out of the park in they, the early eighties. They yeah. did
0: with you know legs and which is know, really man and really
1: amazing because a lot of those seventies bands did not make the transition into the eighties. You know, and,
0: and I don't know how they did it, yeah. but they did it. And then they, and there's a mix of some crap in there too. You know, some of their stuff, I was listening to some of their albums today and they, they have some of the cheesy eighties crap that, you know, sounded like what you said, like the cars or whoever, but, and they got away from their growly kind of guitar stuff, which is awesome.
1: Well, I mean, we can kind of go to that, right? So what happened was they, after the Tejas album, or yeah, Tejas album in seventy six. That's when they took a break. Yeah, so they were off for about three years. And if you think about what was going on when they came back in seventy nine, they did this album called Diguelo, mm-hmm. and that's the first one where they ever used a synthesizer. Yeah, and it was very minimal, right? Right. But this is when you know music was really changing, new wave you know new wave was yeah you had punk rock to, yeah punk then new wave and you, you know the whole synthesizer thing was starting to take off
0: all this dance rock yeah. stuff which was real cheesy 80s
1: stuff <laughs> Which but you one? but you had to deal with that, right? Yeah. And the bands that didn't really deal with it, yeah, those are the ones that didn't make it. They got right? left. That's Even right. the great bands like Queen, if and you Le- listen to what Queen did in the early 80s. Or Led
0: Zeppelin or Van Halen. Yeah, there's all
1: synthesizers, all that kind of stuff. They all had to deal with the synthesizer. That's right. And with New Wave, right? Yeah. And so ZZ Top did a phenomenal job of that, actually, right? Because mm-hmm. that that first clip I played, those first couple ones are just straight twelve-bar blues, and that's what they were. They were a boogie blues band, mm-hmm. right? Twelve-bar blues for the most part, and then uh, El Loco was an album that came out in '81. And that's where you can kind of hear, you know, Deguelo, they had changed some of their sound too a little bit. They were using some synthesizers for the first time, but it still kind of had that 70s ZZ Top sound to it. Hmm. El Loco is where they kind of said, we've got to to deal with this, right? Hmm. And if you listen to some of the stuff, like uh, there's two that are pretty popular, Pearl Necklace and Tube Snake Boogie. Those are off of El Loco. And, you know, you heard the clips we played earlier. So just listen to this and just think about the sound that you're hearing. I mean, that could be the cars. That doesn't sound like ZZ Top at all. It doesn't right here, but later on it will. Where they come in with the guitars. vocals. I mean, that clearly does there. You can hear Billy, yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: And it's not 12-board blues
1: anymore. Was really was really away. But it's a great sound It's a good sound It's a great
0: sound yeah. But it's not their traditional Play some of their the stuff that we're used to and, then, and we want to hear
1: You can definitely hear the heavy New Wave uh, New Wave in there, yeah. yeah And then on that same album, uh, uh, Tube Stink Boogie That's another popular one Right. And it's the same type of sound If you listen to it I'm mean, with the same beat, really Got some bluesy sound in there, right? So that was kind of a transitional time, right?
0: And one of the things I read in the article said that them, as the three of them, they said they wanted to come together around the album itself and bring to the album whatever it took. Yeah. So the clavinet or whatever synthesizer, whatever new thing they wanted to do. They brought it in, and they used it on that album, and then that was it. Well,
1: but the album would, really what they were saying is the album, and each song actually would kind of take its own path. Hmm. And I know what that means, because I've, like, recorded music. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and Andrew, you have a lot. And I know a lot of times when I start with what I'm thinking, somehow the song itself kind of dictates its own thing. Hmm. And where I end is something that I didn't even imagine when I be- when I began. You know wow. what I mean, Andrew? Nice. So that's kind of what their approach was too, which is really cool. That is cool. And so they kind of you know were dealing with that, and those then that was those two songs were very successful. That album was pretty good. And then after that was when they released Eliminator, and that was in '83. Yeah. And that's when they just went to the stratosphere. That's right? right. And that's when you had the fuzzy guitars, and you know, you remember those videos on MTV? They really took great advantage of MTV. Oh, my right. gosh. With yeah. those beards and those fuzzy guitars. Well, that's, and all,
0: would, that's all we saw,
1: and they spun their guitars. Yeah, they would have them with those little things where they would spin them around, oh and, and they had the old 1940s you know, hot rod cars well, and, and that again, whole thing. That was back in the day of the
0: advent of cable TV where all we had was, you know, we had had three channels to watch, and now we had 30 channels, mm-hmm. but the most popular by far was MTV. Right. For all of us at that age, MTV was what we watched, and we saw... The "Give Me All Your Lovin" video four billion times, and I will watch those guys four billion times with right. all the pretty girls in bikinis, and I'm like, "That is awesome!"
1: Right? Cool. And so they added more of the gritty guitar sound back, so yeah. they kind of combined. They kind of created this combination of the gritty guitars with the synthesizers. Yeah, and it came out like this. So you still kind of have that it sounds '80s right there. It does. But, but then it's so. You get your guitar sound there. Yeah, then you get that nasty, you know. Yeah, the Lagrange's guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Even heavier, even a little bit heavier. Right. Because if you think about also what was going on at the time, was not go- not only was it new wave that you had to deal with, that you also had to deal with uh, heavy metal. Oh, right. that's right. So you had the heavy guitars well, and the go, solos go and, and pull, the over-the-top. Go top. back and
0: play a little bit of LaGrange just so I can hear how heavier that was. Because LaGrange is
1: not heavy at all compared to that.
0: So that's just classic, clean, good guitar I mean, playing. it gets heavier later on. No, he, he's about to kick in. Yeah, he takes a while before he kicks it in. Oh, that's can right. That's right. that's right. No, he Roger goes Jack off here there, so.
1: But this one, you know... It's right off the bat. I mean, it still sounds like ZZ Top, right? That's right. So they kind of brought that sound back, and Sharp Dress Band is another one from Eliminator. Yeah. And then, but now you got the synthesizers, it's not 12 bar blues anymore. It's, this is probably yeah, but it's pop. Later. It's pop music, but it's their own. And this is probably, you think LaGrange is more popular than this? I not this was by far their most popular it's song. It's uh, not LaGrange's like for really? some reason, yeah. I'll be her. I think, I think the point you made is what happened, right? Once this went through the stratosphere, then all these kids in the 80s were like, I went back and listened. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, what else does oh, yeah. ZZ Top
0: have? And oh, LaGrange's classic. Yeah. That's the yeah. best ever. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I listened to Gimme R11, Sharp Dressed Man, and Legs. I probably listened to those three songs four billion times as yeah, a kid.
1: Yeah, I agree. They were I fantastic. Agree. And I remember when the tour came through here, it was, it was big, man. Oh everybody had the t-shirts on. Everybody yeah. was going to see it. Yeah, that's what you, you know. did. ZZ Top was it. And then they had another kind of um, boost in their popularity uh, in the last decade, right? Do you remember yeah. what happened with that? No. Duck Dynasty. Oh, yeah. Duck Dynasty, and it was... <laughs> I didn't even think the, I didn't it was the know. duck dynasty guys with the beards and this was their song yeah so then that whole generation went out and discovered zz top okay and, i know. didn't even make that connection yeah. that makes all the sense in the world because right.
0: all those guys were all bearded up all
1: bearded up yeah. and
0: uh, and the funny thing about zz top as i read their bios is, is they said we were really just being lazy we just got back together after that hiatus, and we would just been really, really lazy, and we just yeah. hadn't shaven. Right. We got together, and it was like, eh, we'll just roll with Whatever. this for a while.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, thirty <laughs> years later, they still have it. <laughs> they still got their beard.
0: <laughs> Frank is still pleasantly without the beard,
1: but uh, uh, yeah. But regardless, but after Eliminator, Afterburner was another popular one, not yeah. quite as up there with Eliminator. And right. then they had Recycler and Antenna and all these other. So they've never kind of you know right. Eliminator was. I think the peak of everything. So, yeah, so I think when when you go see a show now,
0: you go see the three older guys now. What are you there to hear?
1: All the all those hits. Yeah, you want to all hear the, the ones I played here. Yeah, you right. want to hear the Lagrange and legs, Lagrange. Yeah, you know, all your loving and all. all you don't the, want
0: to hear the cheesy. Ballad that was done in the '80s of you know how much I love you and all that stuff. You don't want to hear all that. <laughs> I don't remember that one. They yet. were there were plenty of those. Uh, I'm They're sure they cheesy, were cheesy. Yeah. Whatever. No offense to Easy Top, but it was you know there was they fell into that trap too where they had some of these cheesy goofy things. Yeah. But they had some really good ones that were hidden gems too, like Cheap Sunglasses and all that back on the days of Lagrange, where it was funny because I think they were driving from South Texas to North Texas and. They were driving some by some whatever thing, and literally in twenty miles, Billy came up with the lyrics the cheap of "Cheap Sunglasses." sunglasses. Yeah, and no time. Sure enough, they flipped it into a song. It's a great song, right? It's right. got their classic sound to it and all that. Yeah. So, anyway, what, interesting times. So. Yeah. Know, what, a, what a great band! What a great band! We're blessed to still have them. So, um, definitely know.
1: Texas. Let them, I mean, are they the biggest band to ever come out of Texas?
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't know why not.
1: I mean, maybe Beyonce. Beyonce, she might have. I don't know though. She a band? Well, she's Beyonce, music, a music act. If you're talking bands, a music musical act from Texas. She's, Let's Google it.
0: She's Beyonce. We've had a lot of Texas legendary. We we got a lot of Texas talent.
1: Steve Revon, Willie uh, Nelson,
0: Don, Don what's his Henson?
1: Henson? Uh, Don Henley. Henley. Buddy he, Holly. Oh, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Okay, Beyonce. So these are the first George Strait. George. These are the first like five bands that come up on Google whenever I Google biggest bands out of Texas. Number one is Easy Top. Good. Number two is The Sword. The Sword? What? Never heard of that. Never That's heard of some them. Austin um, Sixth Street band. What? And then Pantera. Yes. Pantera. And then Christian. at the, the drive in. Pantera was not Christian.
0: Weren't they heavy metal Christian?
1: No. No, not Pantera. You're not thinking, Pantera. thinking of. uh thinking of Petra. Petra, yeah. The
0: Sword, <laughs> the White Sword. Now,
1: Pantera, uh, those guys went to my high school.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Pantera, D-
1: Dimebag Daryl.
0: Is that is that heavy metal? Oh yeah, Pantera.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were they were pretty pretty severe metal. Severe. And then there's At the Drive-In. Who, I think the singer of At the Drive-In was the drummer in Beto O'Rourke's ba- punk band really? in El Paso. Yeah. These are the biggest musical acts. Biggest bands. That's strictly bands, your out list, of Texas. Your list is crap. And then the number fifth band, the number five band is MDC, which mm-hmm. is an old hardcore. And Beyonce's band. not even on there, so do, she's m- not a band. Do do musical acts. I think that's more of the. Andrew's list is crap. Its biggest bands. <laughs> Gosh, it's gotta have Willie Nelson. And St- so I guess Willie Nelson is not a band. I know, I know. I guess we're more into. Uh, individual artists here in Texas, band. other than ZZ Top. It reminds me of the and guy Pantera. From the, the 19, 8,
0: 1936 Texas State Fair, that voice. All right. Welcome to
1: Midget City. Biggest <laughs> musical acts out of Texas, number one is George Strait. George, yeah. King George. Two is Willie. Three is Waylon. Oh yeah, yeah. Jennings, well and done, then ZZ Wayland. Top, and then Freddie Fender. Oh yeah, Freddy, Freddy Fender, back yeah. in the day. I've never even heard of that. And then Flaco Jimenez. Flaco Jimenez. I don't know. Uh, asleep at the wheel. You kill my father. Prepare who's asleep to at die. the wheel? And then the Crickets. Hmm. Those are interesting. Hmm. So, th- so the Crickets did more than Beyonce. Is Beyonce from Texas? Yeah, she's from Houston, she's Texas. Good A- Houston. Another girl. shout out to Houston. She'd go Houston. I'm very pro-Houston in this new decade. Yeah, you are. It's all good. All right. What well, about hey. Selena? Selena was from Texas.
0: Selena Gomez. No. Her name is Selena Gomez. It was? If you're from Madrid, you have to say it's the Selena.
1: I mean, if you if you want to talk about alive live today, probably the top artists from Texas are probably like Beyonce, Post Malone, Travis Scott. Those are probably like the, some of the big... I mean, and then, yeah, like ZZ Top. Yeah. Hmm. But post you'd, Malone. You'd have to include those. Yeah, post Malone's from Grapevine. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Post Malone. And yeah. then aren't the Jonas brothers from Texas as well? They live they live, they live in Westlake. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, Rowan, Westlake. I don't I don't know if they're from they're here, but from they here. live here. Yeah. Hmm. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Interesting we got a lot of people around here. Yeah, we did. It's a big state. <laughs> big state. state All right. Well, definitely Texas legend ZZ Top. That was a fun one.
0: That is good. Hey, take us out with a little LaGrange. Well, you think? I think so. Hey, you know what? One of my favorite things. You know what one of my favorite songs is? Have I told you what my ringtone is?
1: Yeah. The Eminence who? Front from The Who. Right. It's a minute and eight seconds round. before you get to any music. Down.
0: So it's a huge intro one of the cool things about zz top okay. is they have about 20 seconds minimum before they ever get into their crap which i love i love it when you got so their recipe for a song if you listen to their very seldom do they actually get into the lyrics before they actually you enjoy the. they usually
1: have a pretty good guitar riff yeah
0: the lead-in Like see they're not really singing this he's been just talking just jumble jumble <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that. See now he's singing. So that was about a minute of just kind of riffing and playing around.
1: How did they do it on this one? See? Same thing. I don't know if it's a minute and eight seconds. Right. The Who went crazy. But then they're gonna have a cool guitar riff. Yeah.
0: It's not a minute and eight seconds. Because my kids, I made them I mean they love eminence front now. But it's a minute eight. I mean, that's a long time. 68 seconds is a long time to get going before you're, that is, you you start singing.
1: Nothing to do with ZZ Top. Or but it's a Tex- build-up.
0: It's a cool build-up.
1: Eminence Front has nothing to do with Texas. Before
0: Roger Daltrey's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't care. It's a great song. Anyway, All shout out. All right, up.
1: well, we'll go out with LaGrange. Let's do it.
0: I just like how he starts grumbling. Hold on, let's listen to him grumble a little
1: bit. How, 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 how. Sounds like he has like, some phlegm in his head. Oh, a little th- yeah. he, phlegm. He'd make a good rapper nowadays. He you put some auto tune on that and little, he'd be a really good rapper. <laughs> little clamped.
0: Hold oh, on, I got this. Oh, my God. And the rain. We got a lot of nice girls. Uh. Oh, nice
1: girls. <laughs> Alright. I
0: just love that man. Alright, well hey, thank y'all for listening to our episode on honoring ZZ Top, one of the Texas legends. Appreciate you guys listening.
1: Look us up on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, leave us a review. Adios. Alright, see ya. Don't sound bad.